Welcome, welcome all. Please grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. Sit down. Because this episode, we will be taking a journey through my vibe as a mind as we break down the MCU movie, Marvel's Infinity Wars. Yes, yes, y'all. In this episode, we will learn a lot about the Infinity Stones. Who, 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 who? Thanos is and why this movie will break so many records yes yes y'all come 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 on take a seat enjoy kick your feet up relax that's all we need to do here hopefully you enjoy this vibeism that we have here for you because we are not only just going to enjoy but we're going to teach and we're going to learn and if I don't learn we're going to teach and learn together, 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 together. So ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm going to get straight to it. I don't want you to feel confused. I want you to understand what's really going on. Marvel Infinity Wars will be the biggest movie to ever hit the MCU. And I promise you, we are not done yet. Star Wars took its toll, took its run, and ran with it. I'm done with Star Wars, to be honest. I don't really care about any more Star Wars movies. But I promise you, we're not done with Star Wars. I say this because the MCU... Marvel Cinematic Universe will take over and run over Star Wars and everybody will be ready for a new Marvel movie versus a Star Wars movie. It's just proof. It's just honesty. And this movie, Infinity Wars, is <laughs> it's going to set records. Now, why does it kick Star Wars to the curb? We should ask ourselves that. Why does it do it? Well, first off, it's not about diplomacy. It's not about fighting as a rebellious group or a harmonious uh, government. It's not. The MCU deals with creation, life, all right? There's three major components that build off of the MCU. Without these, you wouldn't have it. And I think it's the most important thing. And it builds off of what I'm about to tell you. We have the Celestials, which are the most important thing because they've They've lived longer than any known creation in the MCU. They were the first. They were the creators of all. Okay? Let's just put it like that. So they came down to planet Earth like millions of years ago. And they altered the genetic code in the human race to create what we now have are mutants. That's that's the biggest point, okay? We also have the Eternals. Now the Eternals they are the creations from the celestials you got to understand that now the eternals are something totally different though the eternals they have the ability to harness cosmic energy and utilize it to alter their physical and mental natures giving them a distinct range of superhuman like abilities with the eternals i kind of put my own knowledge to the paper and it created a list of Eternals that are considered to be mutants, but the gene's not as strong 
as those of Apocalypse or Thanos, all right? You have to understand this. The Eternals, they can harness cosmic energy. Now, what would it take to harness cosmic energy, right? Like Professor X, that's like a cosmic form of energy, right? Cyclops, that's another form of cosmic energy to create energy rays from his eyes. That's that's a mutant, okay? Number three, the deviants. No deviant has ever looked similar or shared the same superhuman abilities or capability. Their physical bodies or appearance were different. That's important. Now, when I think of these, I think of like the Toads in X-Men or the Blob, something like Mystique, something that's not the same. It's a variable difference. Nightcrawler, for instance. But that's on a smaller scale, in my opinion. I feel like there are they are like the subspecies of Eternals and Deviants. But who is the very... <laughs> the biggest name in the MCU who's caused so much torment and death that has the abilities, something of an eternal and a deviant. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Thanos, ladies and gentlemen, has the capabilities of both. His genetic code is broke down from a deviant as well as an eternal. So he has both of these capabilities being that he is a big, dude like this man is huge he stands at six foot seven weighs almost a ton i mean would you want to fight somebody like this who can harness cosmic energy as well oh man that's dangerous now beyond that thanos was born on his moon titan right and at one point thanos <laughs> he would literally dissect his own people and learn about their genetic coding. It's the same thing that the Celestials did to the human race on Earth, but Thanos did it to the point where he would learn it and take it from them and harness that ability. So by him doing that, he gained more power, more knowledge, and he did this throughout the known universe. That is why they called him the Mad Titan, and to the point where Thanos even killed his own mother. There's different stories where Thanos was, when he was conceived, though his mother wanted to kill it because she felt that this baby wasn't right. She even tried to stab it, but the husband didn't. So, long story short, that is an in or out type of object, but that doesn't matter here. The point is, Thanos in itself is a being of a deviant and an eternal with the capabilities of both and just constantly has an obsession with death now he didn't really get this obsession for for the power of killing until he met lady death or death in another way and when he met death he was so intrigued by her and wanted to please her he was willing to do anything for her so that's why this man is considered the Mad Titan because of the things that he's done all for the, for the imagery he saw of Lady Death. He loved her so much he built a shrine of her. An embodiment of a death and a, you know, something of image. <laughs> I'm lost for words right now, but just understand that Thanos was 
a loony bin. He was crazy. And I want you to understand, when you watch this movie, this is who you're going to get an introduction of. Now, with the Marvel Universe and what they're doing, this is just the second phase. There's plenty more. Because once you understand what the Infinity Gems are, or the Infinity Stones, Soul Gems, if you want to really be accurate, then you got to understand how all this was made into creation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a recap, if you will. When we first learned about these Infinity Stones, it was so subliminal to our mind's eye that it was just second nature almost. We didn't really think about what was going to be the, the forefront of what we're about to experience this April 27th. After watching the trailer, you learn a lot. But before we get into the trailer, I want to break down the stones. In total, there are six stones, and we've only been introduced to five. So we're missing one stone, and I've seen rumors, heard rumors on who might have it or where it might be located. The main goal is for you guys to understand there are six stones. The five are which we already understand who has them, where they're located, and what has been done with them. For instance, the Tesseract. We learned about that with Captain America versus Red Skull in the very first Captain America movie. Secondly, we learned about the Mind Stone with your man Loki and his staff. Third and foremost, we learned about the Ether Stone, the Red Stone, which was on Thor The Dark World. Fourth, we learned about the Guardians of the Galaxy and Peter Quill as he touched on the Space Stone, which was the purple element that you saw him not get <laughs> evaporated from, but you know, he was able to hold on to it for quite a long time. So that says something there. And then last but not least, we see Vision come to life with the stone in his head so we have five stones out of the six that we've seen and we know about but where is this sixth stone which is considered to be the soul gem here's when the trailer comes into play after watching the trailer you really learn that the backdrop sets the tone of where they're fighting or where it looks like they're fighting it doesn't look like they're in arkansas nor do they look like they're in china it looks like they're in a place called Wakanda. And that's the most interesting fact because Black Panther, if you did not know, is a key role in the Infinity Stones or in Infinity Gauntlet, however you want to word it, as well as Captain America. But there's a few more people that you haven't heard who's actually worn the Infinity Gauntlet or the Gauntlet in general with the stones. There have been Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four who's held it. The daughter of Thanos, which is Nebula. Then you had Doctor Doom, who's worn it. Even Captain America at one time has worn it. And yes, Black Panther as well. So there's been plenty people holding on to this gauntlet and actually putting it into their possession. But that's not going to happen. And if it does, it's probably not going to be until like the seventh or eighth phase where we get really into the Infinity Wars. Let's break it down a little more. After watching the Guardians of the Galaxy, you did see that there was a key element at the end of the movie where, you know, where Rocket stole those batteries. The Queen was expressing her, <laughs> her utmost, hell, who cares? She was very irate about them stealing the batteries. And in the little cocoon-shaped like object that was glowing, there was somebody in that too, or something. And she 
was speaking about Adam Warlock. I'm going to give you a spoiler. He kills Thanos, but there's been plenty others who've also killed Thanos as well. So we don't know who's going to kill Thanos or who's going to win against him in this movie. Maybe not. Maybe they might make a continuation to a part two. I don't know. So we have to really break this down and understand that these Infinity Zones once come together, which I believe has happened. I'm not sure if they're going to depict it in the movie when Thanos has had these stones all placed into the gauntlet. He was able to snap his fingers and kill half of the known universe. He's a mad titan. He's crazy. So we have this understanding. But now we have to know, where is the sixth stone? Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any idea where the sixth stone may be, or might be, or who will be the one to kill Thanos, by all means, let me know. Ladies and gentlemen, place your bets, place your bets. Come on down to Mr. No Show's Theater. This is what we do. We're going to bring it live and correct for everybody here. Now, question, what are you placing your bets on? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be placing your bets on who will die in Avengers Infinity War movie. That's right. I said it. Who will die? Today, you can call in to Anchor FM under No Show's Theater and let me know how it goes down and who it is that will go ahead and hit the six feet under. It is on the selection sheet. Ant-Man, Black Panther, Black Widow, Bucky Barnes, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Falcon. Guardians of the Galaxy members, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Man, Loki, Scarlet Witch, Spider-Man, Thor, and Vision. And if you guys do have any of these selections, please hit me up and let me know because me and myself and I, yes, yes, y'all, I done placed my bet on three adventures that will be taking the dirt nap and if you don't think that's going to happen well you must not know or paid attention to my station because we got the mad titan coming to earth y'all the mad titan is here and he's ready to rock your boat so place your bets place your bets step on up master no show you're offended by being a master and stop being amazing this is e for energy of aftertech and i'm here to put my bets on or how am i supposed to say it i'm here to place my bets and uh way i look at it man you know i could sit here and hope they take out certain people because certain people i just don't care for but uh i think uh, thor is definitely out because he's got the most screen time in addition to Thanos. So I think they're going to get rid of him. I think they're going to get rid of Chris Evans and, and possibly uh, RDJ. See, RDJ, the interesting thing about him is if you've been paying attention to most of the comics, you know, he's AI within Ironheart. I don't know if they brought him back fully recently, but I think he's the AI within Ironheart with Riri Williams as the new Iron Man. So I think he may take a nice little backseat, man. It, it'd be interesting, but... We'll see.